0: Hey everybody and i am glenn the geek in ocala florida
2: and i'm jamie jennings in phoenix arizona and you're listening to horses in the morning on the horse radio network for december 20th episode 1838 brought to you today by horselovers.com good morning horse world hey santa what's shaking man Thank
3: you the
4: By the
2: way, congratulate me this Christmas. I'm going for it. No antidepressants.
1: Somebody ought to teach that little humbug some Christmas spirit.
0: That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I am so sorry, Jamie. What? I'm just so sorry. I saw the news. For six, almost seven years, you've been waiting for this moment, and it was ripped from your hands. You you were so close. You had the lead rope in your hands, and it was torn away miserably.
2: Oh, my God. You nailed it, Glenn. It was torn away from my soul, okay? I've had that horse in my virtual stable since the day he was freaking born, and let me just stop and say, Isabella D'Souza is a lovely, young, talented rider, and she's been on our show a bunch, and I always really liked her, but she's a bitch, <laughs> and I'm done with her.
0: <laughs> she she's stole not your horse. On my
2: show anymore. She stole my horse.
0: I was surprised you didn't call 911. I really was.
2: <laughs> um, That was a gut punch reading that last night, and for those who don't know what we're talking about... Isabella D'Souza, who's like done like wins the makeover and Lexington every year, the third red makeover, because she's like really talented and has a big beautiful farm in Lexington. She um she got Cosmic One as her retired racehorse project horse for 2018. Cosmic One, of course, the first baby by Zenyatta.
0: Who I, Jamie I just, has claimed since the day it was born and who Jamie has talked about every time the horse sneezed or ran or did anything for the last seven I don't seven know how years.
2: many daily winnies for,
5: for
0: <laughs> Cosmic One
2: we've actually done.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I
2: have a poster of Zenyatta and Cosmic One, two posters, one of him sleeping and one of him standing up in my tack room. And people, the kids are always like, who's that? I'm like, that's Zenyatta's baby. They're like, who's Zenyatta? I'm like, get out of my farm. <laughs> Get out of my house. So um, it's, it It was, uh, first of all, uh, they, they retired him and they retired him sound. So that's good. I believe he's been gelded now, um, which is
0: just crazy shocking. Because his race career, for those that don't know, wasn't terrific.
2: Well, let's just think that he was, you know, I mean, his, you can't, you can't duplicate what his mama did.
0: No. You know,
2: and I don't think that. No. That he ever really wanted to live up I don't to her. Think expectations. he ever won a race, he just, did he? It's not important. Glenn.
0: <laughs> His heart was he ever good. in the money at all? The
2: reason that he never <laughs> won a race was because he thought he was going to come be my event horse, but apparently <laughs> not, because Elzabella de freaking Sousa took him and has him ridiculous. I'm so irritated about this. I can't even stand it. I mean, again, I put him in my virtual stable on the, that You were probably the first
0: I, one, literally, to put him I in. I know your I was. Stable. Um, is the jockey cup not looking at that? What what's wrong?
2: So, here's how that works, Glenn. Is I as a Person who has interest in Cosmic One and adopting out of his career, I go to this website and I put him in my virtual stable, and then the owners are supposed to go, "Oh, you know what? It's retiring him. Let's see if anybody has has put in a a claim for him." And really, they should have just come straight to me, and I don't appreciate that they didn't. And you know what? I'm mad at the mosses right now. Um,
0: the fact that the D'Souza's and the Mosses really know each other really well, I think, is probably it's, it's has something ridiculous. to
2: do with it. You know. It's not fair, is what it is. She had an unfair advantage.
0: <laughs> she did. There's no question about that.
2: And you know what? You have done nothing but make fun of him <laughs> his entire race career, and I've done nothing but defend him. He has. I've been there for him.
0: <sighs> uh Well, you'll get to see him next year at the Retired Racehorse Project. (laughs) Maybe he'll win something there. Although if he keeps up his usual trend, he won't win anything and you'll feel better about yourself.
2: You watch your mouth. You know what? <laughs> she's going to go win because he is slated for greatness. He is mm-hmm. destined for greatness. And he's going to be a, like, you're going to see She's a jumper, isn't she?
0: Isn't she a jumper? Yeah, she's
2: like a hunter jumper. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Whatever. She, he's going to win Rolex. He will end up in my hand somehow.
0: And she really is a very nice young girl. do they is sell him at, the
2: end? Nice him at the end of the, the thing? so I can go buy him.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get your checkbook out about 25 checks i can
2: write i can write a check for anything glenn
0: i can write it all right let's let jamie take a deep breath cleanse cleansing just Just i mean seriously relax seriously
2: if she wasn't like super nice and talented jamie start with
0: what's on today's show right now (laughs) oh Jamie, please, say something.
1: <laughs> all right. On today's show, Jamie decides to
0: get therapy to recover from a cosmic <laughs> one <wonder> disappointment.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself, Jamie. Kelly Sigler Patterson joins us uh, to talk all about Spanish breed, a Spanish breed of horses, the Menorcan horse. If uh, you're listening to this live this morning, you're in luck because we'll be taking callers live on the air. So just call 435 272 one nine nine seven. Again, that's four three five. About nine thirty. Two seven two one nine nine seven. Let me point this out. This
2: always works really well, Glenn. You know, we started this show wanting to take live callers, and for years we would hey, hey, anybody call now and nobody ever calls. So let's see how this goes.
0: Okay. They're gonna call today. 435-272-1997.
2: We'd be like, this would be the thing, Jimmy. Well, the show would start and we'd be like, okay, we're gonna take callers. And we've got
1: 17 well, this lines is open. Me. Officially making my first begging pitch to all the listeners. Please call in. We'd love to hear from you. Jamie wants something to do this morning
0: right, other than listen just to just Jamie whine So let's. <laughs>
2: lines are open here. Watch out. Please. Calls are flooding in. Wait uh, and it... <laughs> and then
1: Jamie working? also treats us to the second half of chapter fourteen of the Opium Equation. Uh, you don't want to miss anything, guys. As always. And speaking of today, today is Games Day. So whether talking about board games, games with your pony, or reindeer games, go play and have some fun. And Jamie, take a deep breath, have some fun. Just It'll be okay. Relax, it's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to take the morning off, Jamie? Now to do the show. Would that make? Would that be better?
2: We have uh, twenty-two lines open. Anybody? <laughs> Hey, anybody
0: out there? Uh, hey, one thing Grim, that we you have call, to uh, see if it works. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, you I can't. See if it I works. can't mute Jamie separate from Jemmy. I wish I could. Um, so <laughs> now, uh, Jemmy, our new show, our show came hey. out. Our episode three A and three B of the Finding Florida podcast came out, and everybody's going to want to listen to this one because this is the one where I break wow. my ribs. Yeah. This is the one. <laughs> Um, it 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 goes through podcasting history at least in my podcast. History. Yeah, <laughs> we
1: hear
0: it. Well, you'll hear know. it.
1: Oh, the, what a moment, man. there
0: is audio. You'll hear it if you listen to the show. But I just wanted to play you a little bit because we did have quite an adventure before I broke my ribs, and mm-hmm. we got to do a lot of fun stuff. And this audio will tell you what kind of fun we had.
1: This is episode three B of the Finding Florida Podcast on the Florida Podcast Network, the wheels of Daytona Beach, part two. Oh my god, I
4: love this.
0: That was hitting about hundred miles an hour in a convertible GTO. Uh wow. Literally wow. I she, that crazy girl she, was. she was in the she back seat and me. the top was down. And we literally hit about a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> it was it was Oh
1: uh, my gosh. Jamie, I had my Dreadlocks in a very, very tight ponytail at the beginning of that ride. At <laughs> of that ride, they were completely down and out. It had blown blow my ponytail right out.
0: You look
2: like Sideshow Bob from yeah. uh,
1: The Pretty Simpsons.
0: <laughs> well, there's a lot more of that in that episode, too. We did have a good time before I broke my ribs, and then you get to hear a little bit about that and the hospital visit also. All in that, you can find it at FindingFloridaPodcast.com or Finding Florida Podcast on any of your podcasts players or just go to our app just the horse radio network app it's right on there too you can listen right on uh, the horse radio network app it's free and easy to find it was a lot of fun there's an a and a b we talk a little bit about daytona beach and we, we we had a good time talking about some of the wacky things that have happened in florida in episode a and then it was all the adventure in episode b so we hope you enjoy that it was a lot of fun Except for the breaking ribs part. That wasn't as much fun. Happy
6: birthday! Happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday
0: to you! <laughs> well, my birthdays today go out to my good friend in podcasting, and she is a dear friend of mine personally also. Her name is Katie Kermitzos, and uh, she's out visiting her relatives right now in Arizona who have horses. So uh, to Katie and the gang out there, I know they listen, so uh, happy birthday, Katie. Also, Auditor Deb Fry, his birthday is today, and tomorrow, Minnie Sarah, our good friend Minnie Sarah, it's her birthday tomorrow as well. And we hope you're doing well, Sarah. I haven't heard much from you, so let us know how you're doing. We would like to hear.
2: The auditor room uh, on our Facebook page is uh, just a goldmine of awesomeness. And um, Andrea, I'm not going to give you her last name because it's just, you can't, you just can't. She had what I would like to consider a that girl moment. And for those who don't know, that girl moments are like when (laughs) you're just kind of that girl. I've been that girl Pretty much my entire life, so i I recognize one of those that girl moments, and this is one of those, Andrea. She posted on Facebook uh, on our auditor's room. I just had to share this in a safe place. I sent a text to my mechanic. When I got in the car that I wasn't going to swing by a shop as planned, but rather go straight home to check my slightly colicky horse. Then I sent a text to my boyfriend that I pooped twice. So that horse of mine better have gone at least once. I got home wondering why my boyfriend didn't respond. Noticed that text was sent to my mechanic. (laughs) 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 <laughs> let me <laughs> i don't wanna be that girl girl that girl that girl, girl. <laughs> andrea i'm so proud let me just let me just let me pick let me just give you a visualization mechanic underneath the car working feels the on his belt you know he's got the the clip on his belt with the phone he feels like mm-hmm. bzz, 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 vibration he picks up the phone and he gets a text from Andrea, and he's like, oh, she must be getting this car." and he opens a text, and it says, I pooped twice, so that horse mine better, better, better have gone at least once.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do as a mechanic? Do you respond? Do you try and come up with something clever, or do you just let it go?
2: I, 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 it, if it's just a mechanic and they're not at all friends, you just let that go. <laughs> Now, if there's any personal relationship whatsoever, you tech you post that on Facebook what you <laughs> <laughs> And maybe he did. Maybe uh, yeah. he's like, Yeah, we don't oh, know. I'm not i am not i am not friends with her on Facebook. Y'all gotta see what I happened today. <laughs> I had text
0: my girl said she pooped twice. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, the life of a horse person uh, Yes, my God yeah. Well, let's talk, you know, it's uh, fitting We love to talk about breeds of horses You especially love to talk about Spanish horses So uh, we have uh, we have a guest on the line to do that
2: Yeah, we've got Kelly Patterson And she's going to join us to talk about a Spanish breed of horse And, you know, I just love the Spanish breed of horse And this is the Menorcan horse And I am not that familiar with it So, Kelly, good morning, how are you?
6: I'm good. How are you?
2: Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I now I saw that you host trips to Spain to go ride the horses of Menorca. Let's back up. For, um, aside from the fact that we're going to be best friends and I'm going to go with you. Um talk to us about the Menorcan horse.
6: Um so the Menorcans are a pretty rare breed. Menorca is not a huge island. I think it's about 40 miles wide. And these horses have been bred there for hundreds of, of years. They've only been recognized as a breed, I think, since the 90s. But they're a kind of a a breed that consists of the Spanish Barb and the Pure Raza Español, and they have some thoroughbred and some Arabian. So, you know, they're kind of a mix. They're an interesting horse because they're all black. They can't be registered unless they're black. Um, and they're not normally huge horses. They're usually from about 15 to 16 and a half hands. But they definitely have the presence of a Spanish horse. They're amazing under saddle, but as far as dressage and, you know, and then also trail riding, they're great trail horses, which I really like because they seemed, they were just really versatile, very sound little guys. And so what we did was we went, um, when we went to Menorca, we trail rode them. Um, but we also went and we went to a show and we saw them under saddle doing dressage um, and they're just, they're, they're neat horses. So I'd kind of like to get the word out about them because they are actually men in the United States right now. They're only in Europe. And they're, so, they're, yeah. okay. So I'm looking through the
2: pictures, um, on a post that you had on Facebook and the stabling uh-huh. is absolutely gothic and gorgeous looking, but also it's very yeah. practical, uh, types, type, type yeah. um, Stabling, tell us about the barns and everything. How, how are horses kept in Menorca?
6: Well, in Menorca, it's a little bit different than the rest of Spain. Um, in Spain, you know, they don't really gild their horses over there like they do here as much. So a lot of the stallions are kept in stalls. They're let out. But they're very much kind of a part of the family. They're, a part, they're around mares all the time. So they don't have weird behaviors like a lot of stallions do here. But in Menorca, a lot of the horses are out all, I mean, the horses are out all the time. So they're not, all, maybe in some of the, the breeding facilities, the stallions would be installed more, but in general, the horses are out, particularly the mares. The mares are always out and the babies are always out in pastures. So that's one of the reasons they are so um, hardy as a breed is because this island is, um, it's, it's pretty, it can get really windy there. And so they're used to dealing with the elements. And then the other thing is they only have a couple of vets on the island, so they've kind of developed this breed through survival of the fittest. So the the you know the horses that aren't as hardy just don't survive. So they're um, they're pretty you know amazing little critters. Um, and you know the um, the stabling I guess it's very Spanish. I mean the barns have the typical tile like the Spanish tile. They're more of like a kind of a. a I don't know how you'd say like a plaster wall and things like that. Um, So yeah, but it's beautiful. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, Spanish. It's everything seems to be a little, you know, more elegant kind of. So yeah. Well, they,
2: they're absolutely gorgeous. So what exactly is the trip that you are talking about that you have coming up in 2018?
6: So I have a trip coming in April and that trip, I think I have like maybe one place left, and that, and then I have another one that I haven't set the dates yet for November. And so, what we do when we go on the trip is we actually start on the mainland in Spain, so people can get a taste of, you know, the pure Raza espanol. And we ride horses outside of Seville. We visit the main sites like the um, the, the school there, which is the it's basically they consider it a school of the arts of the, um, you know, horsemanship art. And you see some of the, you know, the most, you know, beautiful pure Raza Espanol's in training. And then we go and we fly to, so we're there in Seville and around for four or five days. And actually November, I'm going to add a piece where we're going to go to um, Malaga that has a beautiful beach where you can ride and you can ride up in the mountains And then from there, we're going to fly to Menorca and ride there for five days. So it's, you know, it's a cultural trip. So we do more than just riding. We experience the real Spain. You know, we go to wine tastings. We, you know, meet, I have a lot of friends there. So we meet real breeders and real people. And so it's kind of a behind the scenes sort of thing, I guess. Um, And then we do a lot of riding, but it's not a trek ride. Like we ride from place to place we'll be some we'll go and we'll ride for a few hours or four or five hours at the most so it's more of a trip i think kind of catered to women who want to enjoy themselves and not really kill themselves um, and yeah it's it's fun it's relaxing it's beautiful and how do
2: how, how much is it
6: um the trip in april is $2900 and that includes everything except the airfare, of course, to Spain, and some of the meals, because sometimes we're just out and around. And it's really too difficult to plan. you know, and the food there is so cheap in Spain, it's half the price. The wine is half the price. everything is half the price. Um, but we stay in really, really nice hotels and um ride nice horses. And, um, in November, it'll be about the same. The problem that I have with putting the specific price is the Euro fluctuates. So I Mm -hmm. have to base it on, you know, what the Euro does. So, you know, it'll be around 2,900. That's about what I'm, what I'm able to do. And that's about 10 days. So it's a good value for that, you know, food, wine, riding horses. And yeah, so I would encourage anyone who wants to come. We have couples come. Um, a lot of, you know, like women who want to go with their friend and just have a great, you know, adventure or I've had moms and daughters go. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Kelly, how and many has...
0: How many of the, the Menorcan horses are in the United States? Are there many?
6: None. There are none. Oh. <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs>
0: okay. Zero.
6: There are a few in Mexico that they're not registered. Um,
0: are they no, allowed to be right, taken out of uh, Menorca?
6: Yes, okay. they are. But um, part of the problem is, you know, they're not a lot of them and the people are very um, connected to them and they kind of consider them family. And they, um, the people that I've been working with there, you know, they're willing to sell them, but they want to make sure that the horses, um, you know, we safe and they're taken care of and it's hard when they're, you know, across um, the ocean. So been working on them with that. Cause I do have some people here in the States that are interested in bringing some over. So, you know, that's kind of one of my plans is to start getting a little group here in the states and bringing a few of them over so people can experience them.
2: I mean, um, I'm going to assume I, I feel- that it, it, there there can't be a big airport in Menorca for exporting horses. So
6: then they, <laughs> I mean, that's oh, no, like a, have to put on a boat. big boat trip. Yeah, you put yeah. them <laughs> on a boat. You put them on a boat to Barcelona, and they fly from Barcelona, which is a main place where they ship horses. All the time out of Barcelona, so yeah, it's it's not a very long boat trip. It's like six hours, I think. So yeah, that's what they do. I mean, if the horses want to go anywhere, they have to go on a boat. <laughs> I mean, That's so. When they cool! Take a show off in the rain, man. They have to go on a boat. So yeah, and the... they have special boats. I mean,
0: <laughs> it is, they're cool, and I love the look of the horses. I mean, and you said they're all black. They can't have any white.
6: No white. Some of them, the foundation of the breed had some dark, dark bays, but they can't be registered, only blacks. And the other fun thing they do is I'll send you guys some videos, is they rear and they will walk on their hind legs if you train them to do that. It's one of the things they do. They have these festivals during the summer and they'll have the horses go in the parades and they dress them up. They have a very special, like a fiesta outfit the horses wear, you know, very colorful, very Spanish. And the horses will, in this parade, rear up and walk, and it's good luck for a year if you touch one of the horses while they're rearing. So you can imagine how calm these horses are, just general you know, in their temperament, because they'll have like 30 people touching them, and they in this parade, and they never jump or do anything, or so Jeez. they just have a very nice character, <laughs> a very nice temperament about them. I've done a, I was a natural horsemanship instructor. shark and sharking, I still am. And they're all very confident and they all want to engage with you. They're in general, not spooky horses, um, which I like about them because I feel they're a good fit for a lot of women that I've worked with that want something they can go and ride on a trail and they can take and go to a little horse show if they want to, or a big horse show if they want to. And you know, something that's beautiful and confident and brave. So that's kind of what these horses are. Um, and they're not high maintenance, which is another good thing. <laughs> or in general, I haven't met in any high maintenance ones. So, yeah. I mean, in my world,
2: like, you know, a horse rearing up and walking down the road is probably not something I would like small children to run up and touch.
6: <laughs> I know. It's a Spanish thing. I mean, they run with bulls and stuff, too. They have <laughs> so but you have to ask the horses to rear up the horses don't rear up on their own they
2: do it on <laughs> so, I'm sure I'm yeah. sure my horses don't uh, <laughs> yeah. and I just saw Ferdinand the Bulls too so I'm a little sensitive about the bulls so
6: my my plan is I want people to go there and experience where the horses are from before they even would think about buying one because it is a special place that they're from you know, it's a magical island and the spanish are i mean incredible people so and are there the menorcans are very different though than the spanish they don't actually consider themselves really spanish they don't even speak spanish but they're still technically part of spain um what I do think, they speak
0: for- menorcan
6: menorcan yeah oh
0: well. i was just guessing so
6: they it's, it's a kind of a blend with spanish <laughs> like and stuff but you know, way back when Menorca was its own island. It was an island not connected with Spain. And it got, you know, taken over. Um, I think by oh, it was like hundreds of years ago, you know. It's like the United States, you know, Texas and stuff getting taken over. So, you know, and they just, you know, they've adapted. They speak Spanish too, but they have their own language there. So yeah,
0: it's kind of it's a neat place for sure. What's the Menorcan word for horse?
6: Um, it's
0: caballo they use the same word oh they use the same word yeah a lot okay. of the words are the same. gotcha yeah well we we've run out of time if um, people are interested in the trips that totally. you offer where can they go
6: um i have a facebook page um if you go to kelly sigler com, i've got stuff on there um i also have a a, a page on face i also have a website called natural horsemanship espanol they can go there too. And you have the little squiggly over the end in Espanol. So it's natural horsemanship Espanol. And also, Facebook is a, a great way to just message me or email me at ks at com. I can send information too
0: okay anyway good people want. <laughs> well good luck with it this is so cool i didn't know anything about this so this is very cool and i'm sure there's lots especially horsewomen out there right now drooling about riding every day in spain so that's something that oh, yeah. uh, everybody wants to do thank yeah. you kelly and have a good christmas
6: okay talk to you later all right Bye. okay all right bye well,
0: there you go you go ride every day for all you people who didn't want to go on a cruise there's your option, right there. <laughs> Cruise or go to Spain and ride horses. Ride horses mm-hmm. every day. You got your choice. Now, the riding horses in Spain is going to cost you a few more dollars. So then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, we're going to start taking calls now. And I noticed uh, that there's some starting to come in, much to uh, Jamie's. She didn't think so. But look at you guys. You're starting to call. Give us a call at 435-272-1997. We We still have
2: 47 lines
0: open. That's right. We have to do a product review here uh, quick. And then uh, we have to talk about Jamie's legacy a little later in the show. Because oh, it is the end of the year, and you have to look at legacies and what you're going to remember for in life, you kind of think about those things, but first, Jennifer did a product review with one of our auditors.:
7: It's product review time woohoo, my favorite part of the show, and I am here with one of our auditors, Chris Rokovic, and he is here to review what product Chris
8: the uh, ovation uh tech Flex all season um gloves
7: All season gloves now. We, as we record this, we are comfortably into the early parts of winter. So how long have you had your all season gloves?
8: I've had them through a couple of seasons, so um I can say that they they work great, you know, no matter what the temperature is. I do tend to ride in, you know, gloves, you know, light gloves no matter what. You know, these weren't too weren't too hot uh in the summer and I am not freezing. I mean, I am in Maryland right now, um, but I'm not freezing riding um, now.
7: When you got your gloves, do you feel like the fit size-wise was pretty accurate?
8: Being a guy uh, with riding gloves, the fits are a little uh, interesting because I kind of have to go with it fits my fingers or it fits my hand. These are um, ladies gloves, so um, I do get the extra large. So they fit my fingers really well. Um, And What I'm happy to say about these is often when I get the ones that fit my fingers, uh, eventually, you know, they'll just, my hand will kind of just go through them because, um, they don't have that much stretch, but these have a really good stretch in them. Um, so I've actually, these are, these are some of the gloves that I've had, had last uh, the longest as far as, you know, not wearing down, mm-hmm. um, on the finger. And it's really that sort of stretch that they have between it. So people that kind of have, you know, bigger hands, but not fat fingers, Got uh, it. I think these would be really good.
7: Right. Yeah. Because if the palm part's too small, you always end up with the thumb that little that little curvy part before your thumb always tears out. I got it. Yeah, I understand.
8: Yeah, and then uh, and then you know, for me, when I usually get the the men's gloves, my you know my fingers are swimming in them, mm. uh, which isn't always the best thing when you're trying to you know not do a good, dressage Not, dressing, not good when
7: you're riding. <laughs> exactly. So, would you call these gloves suitable for showing in?
8: Yes, yeah, they they're um they look just as good as any of the really fancy gloves I've had in the past. In fact, so much so that I won't get fancy gloves again. I'll get these because you know I can ride them every day and then also take them to a show.
7: Hey, multi-purpose. Now, are the the wrist part of the glove? Is it Velcro? Is it, Velcro? Is it a snap? Is it elastic? What do they it's got Velcro. there? It's Velcro. It's Velcro. Yeah, that makes it a little bit easier to get them on and off. I'm sure.
8: It does, yeah, no, and I, I i i like those ones because again, with sort of the shape of my hand, mm-hmm. it, it works the best.
7: Now, it looks to me, I'm on the website here, that they come in a variety of color combinations. Which ones did you get?
8: I got the the straight black ones. Um, sort of thinking that they would, you know, potentially go to a competition someday.
7: Good idea. Now, when I click on the buttons to look at the different colors, if you get the black and blue ones, they're mostly black, and then the Edges of the fingers and maybe some some little bit of piping, so they're not obnoxiously colored. No, yeah. So and they have
8: the uh, they have the touch fingers too, so you can use uh, you can use your phone.
7: So this is the Ovation Tech Flex All Season Glove available at horselovers.com. That's HorseLovers with a Z at the end dot com. And as we record this review, they're seventeen dollars and ninety five cents. And thank you very much. for coming on the show and doing this review.
8: Thank you.
0: Well, of course, you can find all the other great products at horselovers.com. You're kind of going to have to start shipping overnight, I think, to get anything in at this point if it isn't too late already. But there are gift certificates available. Head over to horselovers.com uh, for a gift card or gift certificate. As we have said many times in the show, that is horse husband approved and horse wife approved. Uh, and the coupon codes, as far as I know, are still working. So if you are ordering something maybe for yourself at this point or a late gift, you can use HRN as a coupon code and you'll get uh, $5. Off your order of $50 or more. And if you're use, you can also put in the code radio and you will receive a $25 fleece throw uh, for any orders over $50. So you'll get uh, a free product there as well. Use either HRN or radio. And of course, you can find out more about the gloves that they were talking about at ovationriding.com. ovationriding.com. All right, Jamie, you ready to talk to some listeners? Let's do it. Do right. some people call? They they like us. They really like they us. They really did. See, you're wrong. All right, so Carly, your neighbor is calling in now. Everybody will remember Carly from last week on Really Bad Ads when she was on at the airport on the runway underneath planes taking off, reading her Really Bad ad. Uh, Carly, are you there? <laughs>
5: Yes, and Top Gun was
0: playing
2: in my head when that happened. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Just <play> now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> send something in the air going, yeah. <laughs> 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 I know this song. Yeah. I'm married to Fighter Pilot. It's like it's a, you heavy. have to
0: do it. Is, is it yeah. played all the time <laughs> in the Fighter Pilot's Lounge, by the way, the Top Gun song?
2: I could tell you, Glenn,
0: but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Carly, what's up? <laughs> Yes. Are you there? What's up? What's going on? Oh my God.
5: On? Oh, hi. I thought I lost you. I'm in the mountains in Fountain Hills right now. So who knows? <laughs> the mountains the of Fountain Hills be a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have my gingerbread latte. I'm sitting in my King Ranch in Fountain Hills. Uh, good. Hard life. Hard yeah. life, my dear. I
2: don't know and how so, you survive.
5: See? I was just telling Jemmy earlier. I understand your hardship of waking up so early for horses in the morning I, t- I can't handle this
2: i don't know how yeah. you do it i know we're talking <laughs> seven years now this has been going on for seven years oh. <laughs>
5: yeah I i'm I'm a, I'm a seven o'clock person yes. <laughs>
0: so so carly oh did you have God. a good year with your ponies
5: I had an amazing year. And even James said that sombrero in one single year has turned or completely turned around into a totally different horse. Mm-hmm. So I am extremely ecstatic about this year. Yay. So we'll see what next year brings for Haas. Cause Haas, you know, he's, he's a little, he's sensitive. <laughs> I, I've, I've given him the, the award for the biggest baby, literally biggest baby. He's gigantic, and he's so sensitive.
0: We all have one of those at some point or another, the very sensitive ones. You just described Glenn. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) That's true. And look, she's put up with me for seven years, so uh, Jennifer for 30.
5: oh they both they both get awards
0: (laughs) (laughs) well carly you have yourself a very merry christmas thank you so much for giving us a call and for being a listener and an auditor and for contributing in the auditor room so often we really appreciate that
5: (laughs) oh i love it i love this this everything that is happens around here all the information all the stories it's it's just great. It's so
0: good. <laughs> well, thank you for it listening. Keeps me
5: going in the workday.
0: Well, happy Thanks. New Year! Have a
5: good
0: Christmas. All right. Thanks. Take, Bye. Take, take care. Well, we have Sam on. She is from Lexington. Hi, Sam. How are you? Good morning,
9: guys. How are you doing?
0: Good. So you, I, I think I know. This is side saddle, Sam, isn't it?
9: Yes, it is. <laughs>
0: How I remember who you are, your side saddle Sam. We saw her at Rolex. So I see how
2: this works, Glenn. You finally get people to call in because you have all your friends call in.
0: That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, all our listeners are our friends. That it just hey, happened. I'm know.
9: actually off today.
0: <laughs> I know you could call in for a change. So what's going on with you?
9: Oh, right now I'm just reading through the 2018 eventing dressage tests and screaming a little bit. But I think right? that's been a recurring really What happened? Theme. What'd I miss? They're hard. (laughs) They are.
0: (laughs) Are they harder? They're
9: they're
2: complicated to memorize. Am I right? Yes.
9: Some of these are just, oh, my God, I'm so glad I have good trainers. (laughs) They just, they don't flow as naturally as the old tests. But, hey, at least we have the advantage of going into this season And we're riding with people who are now competing with these tests for the first time instead of people who've had four years to practice them.
2: This is true. Uh, It is, Glenn, like when I did my novice test A, there's a freaking serpentine in that. Like, what? And then everything they do. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: Isn't Isn't there a serpentine in really every novice test? It's just unintentional.
2: Well this is you have to actually like
9: go Oh you have to right do it intentionally now <laughs> at the right times. At the right time in the right direction on the right rain. Yep. It's crazy. It's
2: crazy. So well I'm I'm glad we are all starting out from scratch together for
0: sure.
9: That's how I've been reassuring myself. <laughs> what do you yeah. ride, Sam?
0: <laughs> what 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 horse? <clears throat>
9: Um I ride my little quarter horse mare that I had at Rolex.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. Um, yep. So so you're what pick level pick now?
9: That's and- it. hold on. Let me stop you
2: there. That sounds a little bit like you just said you rode in Rolex. Okay, start over. You rode you're an outrider, right? Is that what oh, I'm trying to remember. Yes, I'm
9: a mounted outrider at Rolex. Okay, she's <laughs>
2: like I uh, just taking my quarter horse that I rode at Rolex, you know? Like that horse? Uh yeah. Well,
9: Glenn had said that you guys talked to me at Rolex, so tying it back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh it, girl. On it. I would tell everybody I wrote at Rolex. Like, yeah, I it at Rolex every year. What?
0: Every year, they let me in. <clears throat> well, Sam, thank you so much for for listening, and uh, for you know, and, and it was fun to meet you this year. Now, while we have you on, I, there's something, I, and mm-hmm. I don't think I, I think mm-hmm. I hope Jamie's listening too. Um, there's something that came up yesterday because we got the equestrians against normalcy deck of cards. Do you remember we had that lady on to talk about this deck of cards that's making all the, uh, all oh, the yes, buzz yes, right now? I have
9: mine on order. I'm waiting for it to ship in.
0: Well, we got them. We're going to be bringing them along on the cruise and playing a little bit on the cruise. But... Um, The way this works, and we talked about it before, but there's these cards, and they all have things on them, like it's a party game, buying a young horse for your kid to learn with, and then you just kind kind of match up the cards and make funny things, jump crew, pretending you meant to do that. Well, what we didn't know (laughs) is that Jamie's legacy is on one of these cards. We didn't know (laughs) that one of the cards actually says the sheath cleaning song
2: i want to point out that <laughs> that i've been in, i've been involved in horses for 30 30 years so i started out was like nine or ten years old you know 30 years of being around horses and this is my legacy are you
0: freaking i cannot not me? believe I, that they put the sheath cleaning song because right I'm now i just so looked excited about this uh, and jemmy hasn't heard it yet have you heard it yet sam
9: Yes, yes, I have. I didn't know that it was actually Tammy's.
0: Oh, yes. Would you like to hear it again? Would you like to, Sam? Oh, why
6: not?
9: Oh,
0: that's <laughs> terrific because I'd love Thank to play so it much. for everybody. Here we
6: go. How's it hanging so much cleaner? Aren't
2: you glad I washed your wiener? I admit it's kind of creepy that I had to stick my arm up in your peepee. <laughs> <laughs> it was sticky, it was funky, it felt icky, it smelled funky, it was crusty, it was cruddy. When you stuck it out, it creaked like it was rusty. <laughs> After half an hour of toiling and of squirting, baby oilin', you're as fresh there as a daisy. Either this means I love you, or else I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, almost
0: 11,000 views now on Face or on oh, uh, YouTube oh god
1: that makes my tummy feel so uncomfortable <laughs> me too <laughs> me too I want to
2: remind everybody that that was done I think my fourth or fifth episode with Glenn when um, he was my new boss and I still kind of had to do what he said Yeah, and she wanted so I to get had paid. to sing that
0: <laughs> now she doesn't care and uh,
2: <laughs> now I'd be like F you dude I just tell
0: nobody tells me what to do who do you think you are <laughs>
2: But yet he likes to remind me that he used to have a special power over me.
0: I I employer. also <clears throat> I also had nothing to do with it being in, in this game. I don't know how it got there, but wow, there you are, Jamie. I, it, oh, it
9: goes around on Facebook, on all the message boards, at least once a year.
0: It does. It does. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. <laughs> it's all yours, buddy. <laughs> you didn't write that, though. You Somebody else wrote, wrote it. You just, just now, put Jamie. the voice to I it.
1: am the sheath-cleaning song lady. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I lead with that usually, Jimmy. I lead with
0: that. Hi. <laughs> Hi. You'll know me from the worse. sheath cleaning song. Don't know
9: how, but it could be worse. <clears throat> uh,
0: That's no. true. No, it probably couldn't, actually. When you think about it. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Sam. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Thank you, Merry guys. Christmas. I hope you all have a very, very Merry Christmas. Bye.
0: all right now don't prove me wrong somebody else has to call because there's nobody lined up right now and (gasps) jamie's gonna be right 47
2: lines are open i told you this is gonna be (laughs)
0: uncomfortable 435-272-1997 there's something funny that happened in the auditor room last night too and uh one of the auditors posted okay let's have some fun you know you're a horse person when and we've seen these before but this was the auditors answering from their own personal experiences do you want to hear a couple of them
2: uh yeah sure so
0: here you know you're a horse person when you have more dirt in your car than most people have on their lawn yep (laughs) yep yep ours is pretty bad right now uh you know you're a horse person when your horses take the best vitamins and you don't even have ibuprofen in the house (laughs) or vitamins (laughs) you know you're a horse person when you don't own a pair of heels but you own three pairs of riding boots
2: why would you own heels? You yeah. can't ride in them.
0: You can't clean stalls in them either. It's kind of Mickey. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're a horse person when your husband can't find any first aid supplies because they're all in the barn after your horse hurt himself. That me, is the truth. Let happened me to us. also
2: clear up the, um, when you have a child and you're like your husband's like, oh my God, I think he has a fever. Can you take his temperature? And you're like going through your thermometers and you're looking at it going, nope.
0: Oh, nope. <laughs> what about this and i have three thermometers nope nope <laughs> can't use that one <laughs> can't use that one either <laughs> unless you want to sterilize it uh, <laughs> you know you're a horse person when you look down at the horse grime on your hands a shrug because your body is used to it by now and eat your sandwich anyway yep yeah so
2: i'm like it's only chips there you go. That's right.
0: <laughs> it's only a sandwich. Yeah, what the hell. All right. Now we're gonna take a break from uh Horse Person When because Dawn Dean is calling in and she had a fun little experience in Lexington. Did you see the pictures?
2: Oh my gosh. Oh. You are the luckiest girl in the world. Okay, let me Hi. that Dawn (laughs) got to go meet Wise Dan and kiss Wise Dan on the nose, which you guys, my dog Danny is named after Wise Dan. Like, I'm a huge (laughs) Wise Dan racehorse fan, and Dan's the man, and then you got to go meet him. But you got to do something else pretty amazing this weekend.
3: Yes, so, yeah. Um, So Beholder, who won the Breeders' Cup, his staff, Everything. By a whisker, what twenty sixteen, yeah, three time champion. Um and then they she's retired. She's very pregnant. Um they bred her to Uncle Mo, but um so she's out at Spenthrip Farm in Lexington and they um offered just a couple tours to go meet her and it was oh, I want to go back and, and do the stallion tour. They were wonderful, wonderful, great experience. And did you get that through Horse Country? De- yeah. Horse country. Yeah. I happened to be on Facebook and it, it popped up and it said, you know, exclusive chance to meet Beholder. I'm like, what? So <laughs> I bought my ticket. Um, so me and my husband drove down. It was, it was like 15 degrees freezing. There, it, it didn't matter. Um, but yeah, we got to, it was only 10 people. So it was really a small and nice group. And we got to go, um, you know, see her in our stall and take pictures and feed her carrots and talk to her and kiss her. And they just, I mean, you weren't rushed along. And then they um, took her out to her paddock. And we got to see all the brood mares and just pet her. I mean, they were just
2: fabulous. And she's
3: very sweet. Very sweet.
2: That's awesome. Well, what a cool thing to do. Yeah. And it's nice that you live so close. I think you're up in the Cincinnati area. So yeah. that's awesome that you were yeah, able to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You have done, you've got, you've gotten to say... meet most of the major ones now. You've yeah. really, you make that trip to Lexington quite often. Um,
3: Wait, yeah, a few times a year. I still haven't met Chrome, and I know he just came back. So that I think that's what I'm going to do this year.
0: Um, whoop, whoop. I know you guys got to meet him. Yeah, yeah, we I got one up on her, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. We got we got a private yeah. meeting too. Yeah, we had quiet time with him. Oh, yeah.
2: as he tried to bite your face off. Yeah, yeah, he whatever. wasn't very
0: happy about it. Like you
2: guys were <laughs> friends or something.
0: Yeah, sure. Crumb Crum was not the politest mm-hmm. one in the barn. Let's put it that way.
3: <laughs> she wasn't snuggly, that's for sure.
0: It's like stand out here because he will bite you. And he tried. Yeah. Yeah. I think he tried for both of us, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take whoever I can get. Well, Dawn, thank you so much for listening and for uh, for being part of the show and for coming on every occasionally to talk to us about racing. We really appreciate it.
3: Oh, thank you, guys, and um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Dawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Well, Well, coming up next, uh, we have have somebody that we got to see at, I believe it was Rolex. And she is stationed in Germany, but apparently she is in Georgia right now. And that is April. And I'm trying to get her to come on here uh, with the system working. April, good morning. Good morning. I'm actually still in Germany, but that's okay. <laughs> Are you? Oh, cool. So yeah. tell us about last weekend. Yeah. You posted, when I post my Saturday view, Everybody, I must have had 50 people post their Saturday views, <laughs> and you had the coolest one. You got to do a carriage ride. Were you in Bavaria or someplace? Where were you?
4: Yeah, yeah. We're in Bavaria, and I went to the Nuremberg Christmas Market. And they had like their Dutch post uh, horse carriage where you could just jump on and ride around the little city for a little bit, and all the Christmas lights.
0: How? So that was awesome. That just sounds magical. The whole thing you just said there.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: With the old architecture (laughs) and that was like my Christmas. Oh,
4: that was my first horse carriage ride, like in a inside of a carriage instead of like just kind of sitting in one. So it was pretty cool.
0: And what was the market like?
4: Oh, it was packed, especially that one, especially on a Saturday. But there's tons of ornaments everywhere. There's, like, glass-blown ornaments and all these um, gingerbread cookies or um, just – Tons of treats and food, lots of bratwurst.
2: Now, here's <laughs> the thing I've been seeing a lot on Facebook, and I don't think I ever realized it, is there is a very dark side of Christmas in Germany. Oh, with... yeah. What <laughs> the hell? Explain a little bit of that. There's Krampus, and it's like it's like a yeah. demon that accompanies Santa Claus and like eats
4: uh, bad children or something. yeah. So I, it's like December 6th is their big day for it. It's kind of saying whether or not you've been good or not this year and you get like treats or not in your um, boots. But uh, yeah, Krumpus is like just to really scare the children into behaving really well. And they look, looks like a demon and like at some of the Christmas markets, they do like a Krumpus show. So I even posted some pictures, but yeah, there is like these um, guys with like tons of big horns on them and, Evil red eyes. They were doing like a fire show, and like you know, Saint Nicholas is at top, like with his little angels, and everybody's just scared.
0: So <laughs> and the kids are all screaming. Geez. And Germany threatening to give them coal instead of uh gifts isn't enough. We have to scare the yeah. crap out of them yeah. too. Yeah,
1: it's
4: like <laughs> exactly. Wow, yeah. Germany actually it's found something scary.
1: creepier than Elf on the Shelf. I just have to. Say- <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Jemmy really loves He's Elf on a intent. shelf. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so now uh, and then hold on one second. Jamie, ask her what she's doing next okay. weekend.
2: Oh, uh, aside from getting her like guts ripped out by Krampus and the <laughs> There's like a maiden lady. There's like six different like scary demons around Christmas to scare the children into being like good and quiet. So uh, aside from all that, what are you doing
4: next week? Um, well, tomorrow we are leaving to go to Vienna, Austria to go oh, do wow. the Spanish Riding school. We're going to do the guide and the performance.
2: Wow. That's amazing. I didn't know that they did it this time of year. I thought they took the winter off. So lucky you.
4: Yeah, I guess they even do like a special Christmas performance. It'll be different than the normal ones. So
2: oh, wow. I'm really excited. <laughs> That's so cool, girl. If I could give you any advice, like when you're over there, just go everywhere. You'll never be closer to be oh, yeah. able to travel everywhere. When Chad was stationed in Korea, he went to I think every European country. Uh, that they could possibly go uh, New Zealand, Australia. He just went everywhere since you know you're not here on that side of the world anyway. So yeah, that definitely well. enjoy it. Enjoy it. What's yeah. been April?
9: Oh, yeah, we trying. talked.
0: We talked to you at Rolex, right? Weren't you along and went to dinner with us and stuff?
9: Road to, road
0: to the horse. Rode to the horse. That's right. Okay. So what? Mm-hmm. And you yep. just were deployed then, so this was your first time in Germany. What? What's been the biggest surprise for mm-hmm. you there?
4: Uh, just like oh, I guess silence day. So like Sunday, they completely like do nothing. If you get, um, you'll get yelled at. For mowing your lawn or doing laundry and like sometimes in the middle of the day you can't do your laundry because it makes too much noise <laughs> <laughs> so some of those culture shocks have been a little different um, but everyone's been pretty nice I even started working at a barn in the mornings and doing stalls and whatnot so it's been kind of cool interacting with them and their horses so.
0: Well, thank you for for uh, serving and uh, for your uh, husband the same, and we really appreciate you still listening from over there in Germany, and uh, definitely check in with yeah. us occasionally and let us know what you're up to. Oh, absolutely. Well, Merry Christmas and happy, what is that guy's name again? Yes. Krambus. Krambus Day, Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Merry Christmas. All right, take care, April. Happy New Year.
2: Like I all seriously right. have German friends and now I realize why they're all a little bit off.
0: I didn't know about Krampus or Kramfruit. What is it? Krampus? Krampus. Krampus. I didn't know about that. Yeah.
2: Krampus. It's they just have like and there's three or four different demons that are associated with Christmas and I yeah, I don't know.
0: It's weird. I don't know either. Uh, we, uh, we're getting a couple more callers coming in while we're waiting for them to get set up. Uh, you know you're a horse person when? From our auditor room last night, your barn is clean and tidy, but your house, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You know who you're a horse person when? your husband. You might be a horse person if your wife buys something on horselovers.com, and in the same breath they say, don't be mad, there was a good deal.
2: Yeah. i see. i'm like babe it was almost free that's, right. it's like they <laughs> yeah, that's paid your favorite line
0: that's your favorite line i know you love that line you know you're a horse person when you get hay for christmas and it's the most amazing gift in the world my stepdad mm. gave me hay for christmas he gets me he gets me. You know, at the price of I hay know. here in Florida, Jennifer's going out and getting hay right now. At the price of hay here in Florida, I would take hay for Christmas. And as a horse husband, I'd be very happy about that right now.
2: What's it at right now? Oh,
0: God. We pay 15 to $20 for simple, like, Timothy mixes. Uh, How heavy? Just 50 pounds, the regular bales. It's crazy right now. Oh,
7: my
2: gosh. I would drive up to Georgia and buy some hay.
0: <laughs> it is crazy How's right you? now. Yeah, it's just nuts. You know you're a horse person when every piece of clothing you own has horse treats in the pockets. And you know what? I wa- did a load of wash yesterday, and I took all the wash out to put it in the dryer, and there was like five horse treats in the bottom of the washer. So that is so. They're clean now. Um, My
2: problem is the peppermint wrappers.
0: Oh, yeah, the wrappers get everywhere.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, because you've actually, there probably was peppermints in there, but they've all gone away in the wash. Now they've dissipated. Now you got these wrappers or just wrappers in general. Then you put them in the dryer and then they get like stuck to your sock because they've melted onto your sock. (sighs) I don't know what I'm talking about, though. Go
9: ahead.
0: Rick is on the line. Hi, Rick. Good morning. You're out there cleaning stalls right now. Yes, I am doing my usual morning job. Well,
2: God love him. Come on over, Rick.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have a few. You can do, if you get bored, let us know. It's so funny because when I do uh, I when, I, that. when I do talks at uh, podcasting conferences, uh, one of the things I always bring up is that we estimate about 40% of our listeners listen while they're cleaning stalls, and here's Rick just backing that up. <laughs>
8: Gotta yeah, be done. And you probably hear a horse as usual whenever you talk to me.
0: <laughs> so, Rick, what's been the highlight of your 2017? If you have one highlight you can tell us about, what was it?
8: Well, in May, I gave up my uh, horse husband card to become an actual uh, horse participant. Uh! My, uh, my little two-year-old filly was like, okay, she's good as a halter horse, so we're going to take her out and see how good she can do. Wow. That's so awesome.
0: You turned in your card, Rick. (laughs) I'm not sure whether I should congratulate you or not.
2: Absolutely. Congratulations, (laughs) Rick. Your marriage is going to be better for it. You're going to be better for it. Your horsemanship and your compassion for humans and your Oh, your waistline <laughs> is going to thank you. I mean, look at you for God's sake! You're not cleaning stalls in the morning.
0: <laughs>
9: <laughs> well, um, Rick, Rick,
0: thank this, you so much for yeah, listening. My, Go ahead. Sorry,
8: I was going to say this was my job uh, before I started showing. Anyway, so oh, <laughs> no, so
0: you're good. Uh, so, he's good. Not much changed. No much well, Rick, thank you for listening, and thank you for being part of the show, and we really appreciate uh, all of you that uh, stick with us every day. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. You're welcome. Merry Christmas to you guys. Please. All right. Take care. <clears throat> he uh, works with Arabians, for those that aren't familiar with Rick. He calls in occasionally. And uh, awesome. works works with Arabians and uh, really is uh, a listener every single day while he cleans stalls. Now we have uh, Geraldine's on the line. And Geraldine adopted a Mustang this year. Hi, Geraldine. Hey,
6: Glenn. How are you? Hi, Gem- uh, Jamie. And it was fun talking to Gemma, too. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So- I adopted a Mustang um, in September. And he was a, he's a two-year-old little black, uh, gelding. And, uh, we're finally at the point where he's actually coming up to me, which is so exciting. And, uh, yeah. And I want to thank Jamie because she was definitely the inspiration for me, uh, finally making, making the leap. Yep.
2: Oh
3: my gosh. Are
6: you serious? I
2: didn't even know that. That's unbelievably, I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. (laughs)
6: <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's something I've, you know, thought about for years and, but I keep putting it off, you know, cause I, I work full time and I'm single and I had, you know, I have a mare and, and I had a mule also. And I just kept thinking, oh, well, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then I just finally went, you know what? Um, it's not worth waiting anymore. Let's just do this. And this little guy came up, um, at the Forest Service here in New Mexico. And so I went out, looked at him one day, signed the papers and picked him up three days later.
2: Yay. That's so fantastic. So how's it going with him? You said he's coming up to you now?
6: Yeah, he, we're doing pretty well. I mean, he was, you know, I, I don't know. They decided, I mean, I know that they, you know, freeze brand them and they gulp them. But with him, about a week before they sent him back to Piedras um, where I picked him up, they decided to do his feet. Okay. And so what they do is they put him back in the squeeze chute. Okay. They're awake throw them, lay them on their sides and the floor flips out underneath them and someone comes in and grabs their feet. So he had a little bit of trauma, a little bit of trauma to say the least, but so I was, you know, going slow and now once a week I'm sort of upping the game and just, you know, putting a little bit more pressure on him. And the last two days, have been just amazing because I have him in his own little area and, uh, he's got a window into seeing my mayor And I was standing on his side of the stall area and he's come up to me and, you know, played with my coat and done a bunch of stuff like that. So I I think he's starting to trust me more and more.
2: Great. Well, I am so excited to follow along with your journey. Congratulations on adopting him and uh, wish you guys the merriest of Christmas and Happy New Year. I'm never sure
0: whether you guys too. I'm never sure whether yeah, Jamie talking ahead, about having Mustangs is an inspiration for people to get them or not because it's, Oh my gosh, it's,
2: do it. It's, it's not the, always they're the greatest horses ever.
0: Because sometimes it's just this. Yes. You know, it's a lot of this actually. I don't
1: want to be that
0: girl, Yeah. Girl, that girl, that girl. I'm never sure if it's motivation wow. or not.
6: No, no, I want, I'm here to tell you that Jamie is a great motivator and she's hysterical and I love, I love the interactions that you, you two have together. That's, it's just really fantastic and makes my day. So, oh, one other thing. So, and I was telling Je- Jimmy this too, um, the last couple of days I've been thinking cause he's in a smaller area, um then my marison and I've been thinking, okay, well, you know, I really need to start letting him be in a you know, in a larger area for a little while during the day and I thought, Oh yes, you know, this weekend I'll take out the time and, you know, introduce him. And I woke up this morning, went out to feed and the gate was open and he was out with my
0: mare. <laughs> <laughs> juice number <I> two. <laughs> had-
6: I almost had a heart attack. It was like, oh, my gosh, where are they? And they were, because it's, it's about an acre enclosed area <clears throat> that I have back there for them. And the fencing is a little iffy. But there he was. And my mare came because she's, you know, very bonded to me. So she came running over and he followed her and came back into his area. And so I, I'm, I'm feeling positive about this whole experience. (laughs) So anyway, you guys, happy happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Happy New Year, and just uh, thanks a lot, and keep doing what you're doing.
0: Thanks a bunch, and good luck with the the Mustang. That's really cool. I am really glad that you were inspired to do that because of the show. That's really neat. One
6: more save.
0: One more. We got one more out of the pens. Thank you, Darlene.
6: Yep, yep. Okay, you guys, thank you very much for having me.
0: Thing. All right. We're oh. going to go to Alex right now. And Alex, uh, I noticed in the auditor room, she posted the other day, she's from California, and she posted the other day that she has a fun trip coming up. But I see a note here that Jemmy wrote that she that Alex just had a crazy hotel drama. What happened?
10: Oh, my gosh. Okay. So while I'm sitting here on hold, I actually had to hang up with you guys the first time. I went out to get a cup of coffee in the lobby this morning, and I went back to my room and my key didn't work which is, you know, not good. So I go to the front desk and, you know, last night in my sleep, I thought that somebody walked into my room, but I was pretty sure I was just having a weird dream. And it ends up that somebody did walk into my room. Well, they had me checked into a whole different room and they checked somebody into my room this morning at four thirty. <laughs> so all my stuff is in a room. They won't let me back in. And they've been letting people in my room all night while I was sleeping.
0: <laughs> <gasps> Holy crap.
10: <laughs> I thought I was going crazy in my sleep, but <laughs> and that there was really people in my hotel room last night.
0: <laughs> are you now, staying in the motel hell? Where are you staying? I mean, jeez <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm like... staying in a really nice hotel in Palo Alto.
10: <laughs>
0: <laughs> did they steal
10: the covers, or did they at least share? No, I mean, nobody tried to, like, crawl into bed, which with me is good, but I guess <laughs> the guy that they tried to check in, he came be- rushing back out to the lobby and said, there's somebody sleeping in my room you gave me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, That's how many
0: t- ways could that have oh, gone wrong? Oh, geez.
10: I know. I'm like, I'm going to have to call these guys back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I would definitely demand your re- a refund on your room. You need that for free, for Sure. Uh, oh,
10: it's all part of the adventure. Come on.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Are you single and was he good looking? I mean, that could be a question too.
10: See, I was asleep. I wouldn't have known. He could have come and cuddled up with me. I probably would have thought it was nice. It was a <laughs>
2: in baby (laughs) they're like then he goes rushing out some creepy girl's trying to get me to sleep with her
10: (laughs) she's in my room oh my god
0: you're going on a trip by the way didn't you write on on auditor page you're, you're doing a trip here soon
10: yeah i uh got a little bored the other day and booked a solo flight to england to look at horses
0: Horse shopping by yourself. That's a brave move.
10: I know. I, I know. actually well, volunteered my services. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you need... Jamie's always invited. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Chad won't let her.
10: She's going to have me come home with 10 horses, though. So that'll be the problem. Yep. That's right. will <laughs> so like help them you. all. But I love I'll this one and I love you. this yeah.
0: one and this one's really cute and I love this one.
10: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What are you shopping for, by the way?
10: uh show jumpers cool we're expanding the string that's going to be a fun year
0: are you looking to buy and resell is that your business
10: uh i actually am an amateur so i technically don't have a business but yes technically you know they all are investments so technically they're all for sale as bad as it makes me (laughs) (laughs) yeah how many
2: you selling exactly (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
10: I'm just gonna ask right now. <laughs> I have I have four horses right now, um, two of which are leased out, and then the other two I ride all the time.
2: That's so cool. That's so cool. You're living the yeah. dream, girl. Congratulations on all your success <sighs> with your last one, and this is going to be an exciting adventure Thank going you. to Europe to buy a horse. Please make sure you keep in touch with us, and w- I want to like follow along with your journey, so we'll make sure we, Post we, lots we, of pictures. we connect about that.
10: Yeah, I mean, if I have any more hotel drama like this, it could be quite exciting. But at least everybody speaks English in England. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, they try. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Merry Christmas and good luck in awesome. your shopping have trip. A good morning, guys. All right, take care. Bye. How weird I'm getting, is that? I need to ask
2: her when she's leaving. All I want to know when she's leaving. I need to get packed.
0: I need to. Uh, you don't want to stay in her hotel room, though. Apparently, it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline is our last caller for the year, actually. So we're going to talk to her. She is from Maryland. Are you still there?
2: I'm still here. Good morning. Good
0: morning. What's going on in Maryland?
2: Oh, uh, nothing too much. Just a beautiful, balmy
0: 48 degrees. <laughs> oh, it's nice in Maryland today. Nice so, in Maryland. So, Jacqueline, what? Yeah, it's nice. We don't have a lot of time, but tell us what, what was your highlight of the year horse wise?
5: Um, so I have a, uh, young thoroughbred mare. She's six and,
2: um, I got her as a three-year-old. She's kind of the horse who has nine lives <laughs> and, uh, she is back in full work and sound and ready to compete
5: after multiple injuries. So I'm really excited and looking forward to 2018.
0: Wow. That's not, it's always nice when they come back from the injuries and you can actually use them again. And it always seems to take longer oh, than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. you yeah. think it would, right?
5: Uh, oh no! It's been a it's been a journey. Let me just put it this way: that we call
2: her Cash Money Gem because she is she's cost us a lot of money, but she's
5: well worth it. We love her.
0: Well, I'm so well. That's happy, happy news for this holiday season, isn't it?
5: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's fantastic. I'm really lucky.
0: Well, uh, well, congratulations on that. Best of luck next year, and thank you so much for listening and being part of the show.
2: Thank you. Thank
0: you, guys. Have a great afternoon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Well, that's uh, that's it. That's all that we have time for as far as callers are concerned because we have a couple more things to do on the show yet today. This is going to be the last one of these this year, too. And I, I think we're doing First World Problems, aren't we? Yeah. First
2: World Cow. First
7: World Cow. First World Cow.
2: Let me start out by saying that if you have an equestrian first world problem, it it is uh, just, yeah, wait, hold on. How's it go? If you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. Right. Like there's no <laughs> equestrian problem. I mean, unless you know you're like donkey as lame and you're over, you know, in somewhere in some third world country, your problem is first world. Officially. Now, these were all submitted by our auditors. I post on the auditor page, and um, it's shocking that so many horse chicks have first world problems, but here they go. Uh, Nikki has one. <sighs> Due to horse slobber on my car, I had to take my car to the automatic car watch.
0: <laughs> I said she even posted a picture, and it was slobbered on. <laughs>
2: Joy said, it was too cold and snowy to ride all week. And then today it warmed up enough to ride, but now all the snow is melting and it's so muddy. (laughs) Jessica says, the mac and cheese I ordered at the fancy restaurant didn't even have any cheese in it.
0: (laughs) For some reason, fancy restaurants think that uh, mac and cheese is just a hint of cheese.
2: No, let's drip that thing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Rita said, "I had to take my boyfriend to his MRI at seven, so I didn't even get to my local tax store's midnight madness Christmas sale." <laughs> I love that the problem is not the boyfriend needs an MRI right. it's that she
0: didn't get to. <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs>
2: oh kayla says i want to ride my pony but my pony is green and i can't ride him without lunging yet and i can't lunge because there's snow and ice therefore i can't ride
0: (laughs) you got a couple months yet you'll be fine
2: poor denise i'm going to the keys for a few days and i can't find the funnel for my flask (laughs) You know what you can do is you can take uh, like a piece of printer paper and just twist it around in there and at least get most of it in yeah, there. Jamie I mean, not knows that, that I, one. Not that I've done that <laughs> or anything, but like just twist up a piece of paper, it'll be fine. Uh, Claire says I got my dream job as a writing instructor, and now I have to show in the professional division. <laughs> That is uh, that's a big moment when you have to switch to professional division. All of a sudden
0: it looks like a much tougher competition.
2: All of a sudden, you have a green thoroughbred that you just got off the track and you find yourself at Copper Meadows competing against Gina Miles.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Multiple Olympian. Yeah.
2: (sighs) So I mean, she only won the silver medal in Atlanta, but like (laughs) she's in my beginner novice division? (laughs) Get me a break. Not that that happened to me or anything. No. no,
0: no,
2: no. Uh, Rachel says, "Oh, I got mug tubs and they're stuck together, and I can't pry them apart." (laughs) I mean, that's a kind of a problem, but like, I get it. I hate it when that happens. You have to like sit down and put your feet in between them.
0: It happens. It happens every time, and you're beating (laughs) on them and dropping them from this (laughs) two story building and
2: (laughs) yeah. Joy, this is a big problem, Joy. She's got a lot of first world problems. I want cake, but I don't want to get off the couch to go get it. <laughs> um, Desiree says, today I had to get my ride done and cut it short in time for my massage. <laughs> uh. Uh, Gemma says, I went shopping for my young nieces and there's so many cute clothes with horses and unicorns. And then I want unicorns on my shirt. So why don't they don't make them in adult sizes? <laughs> Gemma, I get it. I get it. I would dress like a 12 year old girl if, I, if they would have things in my size. Marissa says some lady backed into my park truck. So now I have to drive this rental for a week while my truck gets a brand new door, and the rental is a 2018 Ford Explorer with all of the options and only a couple thousand miles on it. <laughs> Give that girl her truck back. I'd never She'll get suffer. that one.
0: I get like the little Nissan with a hundred thousand miles on it. What? How does she yep. rate? Yeah.
2: Exactly. He'll be like the guy. The guy. Say, you just take mine. Exactly. Go ahead and take my car. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Cade says, I'm moving to a new farm and the landlords only want five horses on the property at a time. I believe he has eight, just so you know. Um, Mo says, since I was gone most of November, my trainer has declared 2018, no stirrup 2018. <laughs> you will die.
0: I would switch trainers. <laughs> it's just,
2: yeah. yeah. I'd be like, peace out. I'll see you in 2019. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda, oh, Brenda, I couldn't find my spurs to put on my new schooling boots because they were on my brand new show boots and I'd take them <laughs> off and move them to the other. God, girl, go buy some new spurs. <laughs> Rachel, now that it's winter, I don't have enough pink hoodies to match my horse's pink boots, saddle blanket and tail bag. So sometimes we clash. And finally, Rhonda said, last night I was talking to my husband and I found myself talking in the equestrian first world problem voice that Jamie does.
0: (laughs) Another legacy, Jamie. Another (laughs) legacy.
2: (laughs) I'm done here.
0: (laughs) We <laughs> got
2: sheath cleaning. We got whiny voices. And we have at least somebody adopted a Mustang. I yeah, didn't hear that. Today. You did something good.
0: good. You did something good. And apparently good it's today. an escape Mustang. So it's uh, just like yours just perfect. Yeah. Proud. I'm so proud. You should be. You should be. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. We're going to be back tomorrow. We have the Western episode with Tara, and then we have our final live episode of the year on Friday. We're going to do a little really bad ads. We're going to have some fun. We're going to play a game. We're going to play a little Name That Holiday tune with some listeners. So it's just going to be a fun last final live show for the year. I figured it out. I've done, uh, I've hosted 600 shows just about this year. So that's a lot. You've got to be so, tired of hearing yourself. talk. I am. I am really tired of hearing myself <laughs> talk, to be honest. But yeah, but we have a book, right? We still have the book to do. Jenny, thank you so much. You've been a highlight of this year, too. And I know Jennifer thanks you. She's off doing something this morning because you're here. And uh, we, we want to thank you for being part of our show. And I know the listeners love you, too. So we appreciate that.
1: Uh, my pleasure. And thank you for the opportunity. I love Wednesdays.
0: There you go. And uh, I just wanted to make I love you, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So let's do... We are doing Opium Equation Chapter 14, Part 2. Did I get that right? All right. Let's uh, do that. That's what I'm reading anyway. (laughs) The Opium Equation is the first of the Cat and Wright mystery series written by Lisa Waisaki. It features Cat and Wright, a Tennessee Appaloosa horse trainer, Darcy Whitcomb, teenager with a trust fund, Bubba Henley, a budding juvenile delinquent, and John Gardner, a mysterious barn manager. And of course, there's Sally Blue. Thank you to the publisher Cool Titles for allowing us to read this book. If you want to read ahead, all four books in the series are available in stores and online everywhere or at lisawysaki.com. Chapter 14, Part 2.
2: Even though her words were harsh, this was the woman I had expected to see. I was infinitely more comfortable with the abruptness, the coldness than I was with her vague wanderings because this was the Opal Dupree that I knew. Is there anything I can do to help you? Funeral arrangements, anything like that? No, Adam's supposed to be taking care of all the details. You're taking care of that, aren't you? She asked him. He nodded. Well, you would never know it by me. He hasn't told me a damn thing. Her head nodded on her thin, wrinkled neck, and for a minute, I thought she was going to drift off to sleep. Instead, she heaved a big sigh and frowned at the portrait. Colonel Sam Henley, Opal said. The words came out slurred. All he tried to do was better his place in life and help those soldiers, and after the war, no one gave him the time of day. I see. I tried to look intelligent, looking as if I knew what she was talking about, but to my dismay, I saw Opal had slipped back into vagueness. I realized I couldn't tell how coherent she was from sentence to sentence. It was proving to be a difficult visit. He gave those soldiers exactly what they needed, Opal said fiercely, and they should have thanked him. But no, them northerners run off home after the war was over, and not a howdy-do from them, not even a remembrance on the day he died. She glared at me, and this time even Adam looked uncomfortable. Was the war all his fault, demanded Opal, her pasty cheeks finally acquiring some color. Can you blame a man who was too old to fight for wanting to do his part? Oh my, did you think he was a real colonel? No, ma'am, he was not. He never fought a day in his life. He just gave himself the title because he figured he had helped the war to that level. She ended her short tirade abruptly, pointing her knobby finger at me to make sure I understood. You must have a great interest in the Civil War, I said. My mother died when I was 10. Not sure where this train of thought was leading, I said. That must have been hard for you. It built character, that's what it did. Her eyes were once more sharp and focused, her voice strong. We lived in town, in Nashville. Of course, Nashville was much smaller then. Still a city, but had been a small town feel. My father passed shortly before I was born. Run over in Atlanta by a bunch of drunken hooligans during a business trip. I was sent to live with friends and... Of my mother's when she passed. Good people they were. Kind. My mother was from here, from Cheatham County, and I remember stories she told me about old Colonel Sam. Even then, he was a legend out here. I bet those were great stories. He was mad, you know, and in the end, he went mad. Crazy mad. There was great tragedy in his life, especially in his later years. He disowned his family. He became a hermit. Hold up there in that old house. He became no more than an animal. She turned to look at the portrait, her eyes gleaming, the creases of her mouth moving wildly. He was an intelligent man, but there were some things he wasn't very smart about. Oh, no, not smart at all. Adam got up from the bed and paced in the small open space at the floor that was behind his grandmother. He made a frantic, winded-up motion with his hand. I suppose it wouldn't do to get Opal too worked up. She started in again, though, and before I could make any noise about leaving, I was just 20 when I married Alexander Dupree. I loved him. Oh, yes, I loved him. But he, too, had his secrets. In a lot of ways, he was no better than Colonel Sam. Then he died, took sick one winter. Today, they call it pneumonia. He was burning up. It was a terrible time. Left me with two little girls, no more than babies they were. How did you manage, I ask? Oh, this and that. You know how it is. She looked at me, her expression sly. She's hiding something, I thought. She was daring me to challenge her, but I decided against it. What did it matter if the old woman rambled? She was entitled to her secrets. Goodness knows if anybody can get within spitting distance of 90 without a few secrets. He never, ever stopped pining for the war, she said, almost shouting. I wasn't sure if she was talking about Colonel Sam, her husband, or someone we hadn't even discussed yet. He needed humoring. Humoring in his old age, but he ended up turning everyone away. Everyone. Throughout most of the conversation, Opal had held her tonic glass to her chest. Now she put it back on the tray. Her eyes slowly moved across the room, settling on everything and on nothing. Life is so sad, isn't it, Kat? She said. There's no one left who remembers the old days. Glenda gave me the painting of Colonel Sam, and it was in the house when she bought it. I like it, not because of him, but because of what's behind him. I looked closely at the portrait, and sure enough, behind old Sam was an open door. And through the open door was a glimpse of a beautiful garden. The garden looked old-fashioned and peaceful, a place where there would be no worries, no unhappy endings. I wondered what the real story of Colonel Sam might be, and if there was anyone left who knew the truth. Opal then looked at me with a trace of her old defiance, her eyes once more clear and blue as her grandson's. There are those of us who know, those who want us to forget what happened back then. Because the past repeats itself if we're not careful, she repeated. The past will happen all over again. There was a surprising amount of strings in her voice, but the morning had more begun to place its mark on Opal Dupree. With each passing word, she spoke more slowly, the slurring more pronounced. Adam quit his pacing and came to rest behind his grandmother's chair and patted her shoulder. She shrugged him away. Both of you listen up. I don't care what happened to old Colonel Sam and you shouldn't either. Opal seemed to lose her train of thought because she stared blankly at the window for a time before continuing, but mark my words, children, the past is coming back to haunt us and it's closer than we think. Her crippled hands fumbled fruitlessly for her cigarettes. Giving up, she turned to the window beyond which the sun was coming to continuing to make a miraculous appearance. Then she slowly relaxed, weariness overcoming her body. Her final words were so slurred as to be almost unintelligible. Don't mistake me. I grieve for my daughter. Oh, how I grieve, but I can't help the dead. It's the living I want to save. Her head jerked sharply, but she was fading fast. Adam stepped forward and bent to check on her. It was painful to watch. Opal started to chuckle. It's all down in the gopher hole. Adam knows all about it, don't you, dear? She didn't wait for him to reply. I know that you know. Oh, yes, I do. But don't worry. I won't tell. Never, never, never. Mother said I must never, ever, ever tell. And I won't. Oh, no, bad things will happen, mother said. Beside the chair, Adam raised his eyebrows and sadly shook his head. Go away, both of you, she said. What do you want with an old woman anyway? Leave me my privacy. Opal had thankfully put an end to the uncomfortable visit. I rose to go, but Opal suddenly reached out and clutched my jacket. Water and darkness, she yelled, jerking my garment with surprising strength. That's what you need to look for water and darkness. Her head lolled sideways as she released her iron grip. I think we should go, said Adam, stepping in to escort me around his grandmother. You can see how she is. She's been failing the past few weeks, but since Aunt Glenda, well, it's been difficult. He held out his hands in gesture of helplessness, and before I knew it, I had taken them in mine. If we're lucky enough to live that long, it could happen to any of us, I said. In her chair, Opal snored, then jerked awake and began to shout obscenities at us. Adam ushered me towards the door as a nurse came rushing in. As we left, the nurse was trying unsuccessfully to quiet Opal's cackling. I'm sorry if my grandmother upset you, Adam said. Unfortunately, she lives in a dream world most of the time now. You saw how she is, I thought, I thought and hoped that she might be better this morning. Mornings are usually good for her, but since she heard of Aunt Linda's death, she's been pretty unstable. As you might guess, grief affects everyone differently. We walked hand in hand to our cars. When we reached my truck, he turned towards me and I was surprised to find tears in his eyes. Thank you for coming, he said. You're the only one who has. Out of all the people she knows in this county, no one else has come by to see her. Even though she was difficult in there, I know it means a lot for her for you to have come. It means a lot to me, too. When we hugged, I was amazed to feel the sharp thinness of his body and thought that Glenda's death may have affected him more than he let on. Listen, said Adam, I know it's almost time for lunch and you probably have things to do, but I haven't had breakfast yet. Would you care to join me?